Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 22nd, 2023. And so what I do on today's word is we, we gather around the word of God. We get a word from the Lord on a daily basis. We look at whatever passage of scripture that the Lord has put on my heart. And then God gives me like practical steps, like, like biblical application. I, I ask the question every day. So what does this mean for you today? Before I get into the message for this morning, I need to let you know that Tomorrow morning, Isabella and I are going to take off for our anniversary weekend. So we're going to be celebrating our anniversary. We'll be gone for the weekend. We don't get back till Sunday. And so uh, it is important. Listen, I, I have a great marriage. I thank God for my marriage. Um, but it is important, no matter how good your marriage is, to celebrate it. You should never take your spouse for granted. So Isabella and I are going to go celebrate our anniversary. This is the one time of the year where we get to go somewhere with no kids. Say no kids. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So we go somewhere with no children. It's just us, just me and Isabella, and we're going to break away. So what I'll do for you is that I'm going to preposition. I'll pray about today uh, two messages because, you know, Thursday morning and Friday morning. So I'll pray about two messages that are replay. I have thousands of videos. So I'll go back and ask God, which one do you want me to play on Thursday? Which one on Friday? So still tune in tomorrow, 7 a.m. So tomorrow at 7 a.m., you're going to get a replay message. And on Friday at 7 a.m., you're going to get a replay message, but I won't send out the email. So it's just going to be a video message on Thursday morning and a video message on Friday morning. You got it? All right. So I want to share that with you. Uh, pray with us. I, I pray for your marriage. Continue to, to pray with us that we will have a great time. I'm looking forward to it. So I've been teaching on the miracles of Jesus. This is part 33. We've been dealing with the Syrophoenician women for the last couple of days. This is the Syrophoenician woman part three. And the title of today's message, this is going to be good, y'all right? Y'all ready? The title of today's message is Uncommon Blessings. Put in the chat, say Uncommon Blessings. I'm talking about uncommon faith today. I'm talking about uncommon favor and uncommon blessings. I want you to walk in a level of blessing that is uncommon. You ready? Let's get ready for the word. All right, so when you have uncommon faith, you can experience uncommon favor and uncommon blessing. So um, I was talking to my sister last night after Isabella taught Bible study. Uh, my sister was on there and and we were just talking about that. Like, There's a lot of things in my family that um, from a faith perspective started with me and, and they saw things in me that were just uncommon. Like, like God was dealing with me in ways, what do you mean God speaks to you? What do you mean the Holy Spirit said? What does that mean? What do you mean? But over the years, I've been doing this now, you know, walking with God for 28 years. Over the years, they've seen it. Like they've seen the proof. They've seen the evidence. The proof is in the pudding. And they go, all right, I want some of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about uncommon blessing and uncommon faith. All right, before we get into the, the message for this morning, we've been looking at Psalms 126 and verse four. Let me get this down in your heart. Now, Lord, the Bible says, do it again. Say, do it again. Restore us to the former glory so that streams of refreshing will flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry places for me. I'm talking about every dry heart 
will be drenched again in this season. I want whatever area of your life had gone dry. No, this is a season where God is going to refresh you and restore you. Put in the chat, I receive it. Refresh you and restore you even now. I'm talking about fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh fervor, fresh favor, a fresh anointing. Come on, man. We got to walk with God and our relationship with him should be fresh, should be fresh. People say, well, Rick, man, how is it that every day it seems like you're on fire? Every day early in the morning, it seems like already like you're on, you, you have this passion, this zeal. Why? Because it's fresh. I, I'm not walking. I'm not walking today. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3 and 23. I'm not walking today off of yesterday's blessing. Come on, man. I'm talking about a, a God that gives me a fresh outpour on a regular basis. I get a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. Let's say, put it in the chat. Let's keep it fresh with God. You ready? All right. People understand like, hey, you guys need to go get away for your anniversary so you can keep your marriage fresh. Well, you need to keep your relationship with God fresh too. All right. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. We've been looking at the story of the Syrophoenician woman. And I, like I told you, I prayed about moving on from it, but this is the last message I'll share with you about her. And there's something in here that God wants me to share with you. So, and it's about being uncommon. We've been looking at this woman We've been looking at her daughter. And this story is amazing to me. In essence, this woman caused Jesus to interrupt his plans, right? In essence, this woman's faith, exceptional faith, caused Jesus to do something that he would not have done otherwise. Why? Because she was uncommon. See, when you read the Bible, you got to understand who's writing to whom for what purpose. You got to understand the context. And you, you got to understand the settings and also you got to understand the culture. Culture plays a significant role in understanding scripture. Jesus was a Jew. He was born a Jew and he was born to minister to the Jews. So he spent most of his time ministering to Jews. Now, that, that's not to say that Jesus didn't come for everyone everywhere. Jesus died for everyone everywhere. That's true. But when Jesus was on the earth, his ministry was to the Jewish people. Very rarely did he break out of the norm. So when Jesus ministered to the Roman centurion and his servant, that was not the norm. Say that was not the norm. It was not the norm. When Jesus ministered to the Syrophoenician woman, that was not the norm. Matter of fact, it was so normal for Jesus not to minister to them that when the Syrophoenician woman came begging for her breakthrough, that that the disciples thought nothing of just telling Jesus, send this woman away, right? Because he was like, that's not it. Matter of fact, it was so much not the norm to deal with, with people that were not Jews that when one morning Jesus said, like, like I don't have a map in front of me, but let's say this is uh, Capernaum where Jesus's ministry headquarters was. And this is Jerusalem right here. Jerusalem is where Jesus would go to minister all the time. In between Capernaum and Jerusalem was Samaria. What Jesus and his team did is they literally went around Samaria. Every, every time they went on the trip, they would go this way to go around Samaria to, and they would stop at Bethany and Mary, Martha and Lazarus's house so he could go to Jerusalem and do ministry. And when it was time to go home, they would go around Samaria again. Well, one morning Jesus went to pray and when he came back, this is why you got to be led of the Holy Ghost, y'all. Jesus went to pray and he came back from prayer. And he was like, hey, guys, guess what? They was like, what? He said, this morning, we must, I must needs go through Samaria. And they was like, today, we got to go through Samaria. They was like, what do you mean, Samaria? We don't never, hey, Jesus, we never go through Samaria. What do you, well, the Holy Ghost told me we got to go through Samaria. And Jesus had a divine appointment with a woman at the well. 
Why? Because the Lord told him to do that. But it was uncommon. It was so uncommon that the woman at the well was like, why are you even talking to me? You're a Jewish man. Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. You see what I'm saying? So Jesus rarely dealt with anyone that was not a Jew. It was uncommon. But I'm talking about today, uncommon faith. Put in the chat, I have uncommon faith. You, when you have uncommon faith, then you, you God will break out of the norm to give you a blessing that is uncommon to you and your people and your family and your community. I'm talking about God will do something in your life that is uncommon. When, matter of fact, when, uh, I thank God for Facebook. I have people on Facebook that grew up with me in Brooklyn. I got people on Facebook that know me from my Brooklyn days, and, and, and they can acknowledge that what's happening in my life is uncommon around the people that us, like the, the kids that grew up, me, Hector, John, Jose Luis, Reynaldo, like this group of guys that hung out on the corner of New Jersey and Sutter, that group of kids, right? What God is doing in my life is uncommon. I'm talking about a God that will do uncommon things for you, but you got to have uncommon faith. So Jesus went out of his way for this woman because she went out of her way his, with her faith. And then let me just say this about the whole thing about the Jews and the Samaritans and and the uh, uh, and the Gentiles and all of that. Listen, Jesus was not a social activist. Let, let, let me make this clear. Jesus was not a social activist. Jesus did not come to deal with a racial divide. <laughs> Jesus was not saying, "Hey, I'm here to bridge the gap." between the Jews and the Samaritans or the Jews and the Gentiles. No, the, the ministry was going to go to the Gentiles later. Jesus was focused on getting us out of the mess that Adam got us into. Adam left us a legacy of Satan's dynamic duo. Two things, sin and death. Because of Adam, sin and death were introduced into the world. And Jesus came to get us out of sin and death. And so he paid the penalty for sin and he took the sting out of death. Put in the chat, sin and death are no longer a problem for me. No, I've been delivered from sin and I've done all the dying I'm going to do. When I die now, I just graduate from earth to glory, from time to eternity. So Jesus came to get us out of sin and death. Jesus came to get us out of the mess that Adam got us into. Did Jesus love everybody? Yes. But when he was on the earth, that was not his ministry. He was not a social activist. He was not trying to reconcile people. He was not trying to, no, no. He was, he was here to do a specific specific assignment for 33 years, and he did what he was on assignment to do. So when the Syrophoenician woman came, and he was like, lady, I'm not here for you. Like, like, I'm not, listen, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude or nothing, but I'm not here for you. I, I'm, I, I'm assigned to a Jewish people. And the, this woman, she had exceptional faith. What, what she did is even more impressive when you understand the context and the setting. What she did was is even more impressive when, when you understand well, how focused Jesus was. Jesus had a discipline that he was like, I'm only going to do whatever the Father tells me to do. I'm only going to go wherever the Father leads me to go. So this woman comes and she believes that there's a grace on Jesus to heal her daughter and she is not going to leave without that deliverance. She taps into it with her faith. She had great faith, exceptional faith. And so in a time where Jesus was not supposed to be ministering to the Gentiles, in a season, in a time where Jesus was not supposed to give this woman her breakthrough, she had so much faith that it caused Jesus to say, okay, Father, wait a minute now. This is different. 
Put it in the chat. Say, this is different. You got you to gotta operate with a level of faith where, where God will be like, hold on, this is different. Remember when the, the, the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus? And it was like, oh, he said, somebody touched me. And, and they were like, no, everybody's touching you. He said, no, 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 this is different. Like, I mean, you got you to gotta come to God like that. Sometimes you got to have, when you need a breakthrough, you got to come like, oh, oh, no, this is a little bit different right here. The God, God, God needs to look at you and say, that son right there, that daughter, He's different. She's different. Like he's going to come to me with an exceptional level level of faith. Even when Jesus said something to the woman that could have been insulting. Uh, hey, listen, basically calling her a dog. She was like, even the dogs eat the crumbs that come from the master's table. This was different. And because it was different, because it was uncommon, she got an uncommon blessing. So what does this mean for you today? I only have a couple of things to share with you in this morning. I've already shared a lot, by the way. All right, here's the first one. My question for you is, do you have faith that can believe God for the uncommon? Like, do you have faith that can believe God for an uncommon blessing? So since Jesus was assigned to minister to the Jews, he was led by the Holy Spirit to go from town to town. We know that. And as he was led by the Holy Spirit to go from town to town, he clearly focused on the Jews and he only focused on the Jews. He encountered Jews on a daily basis. But he was open to the Holy Spirit whenever he encountered Jews. So when he encountered Jews, just because somebody was sick doesn't mean that he healed them. No, he was still like, okay, Holy Ghost, what do you want me to do? Holy Spirit, do you want me to, what do you want me to do in this situation? And whatever the Holy Spirit led him to do, that's what he did. But when he encountered Jews, he was open, and then he was checking with the Holy Spirit to see what am I supposed to do? Now, whenever someone that was not a Jew approached Jesus... He didn't initially check with the Holy Ghost because that was not his assignment. So, so, so he would have to check his heart first, of course. But in this case, even with the Syrophoenician woman, she came to him. She called him Jesus, the son of David. And he didn't check with Holy Ghost. He was like, yeah, whatever. Like, like lady, I'm not assigned to you. He ignored her at first. He ignored her words. He could not ignore her worship. She starts to worship. And, and, and then she says, listen, I have a daughter and she's demon possessed. I need you to, and she's, she's being tormented. I need you to come on, Jesus, you can do it. And he was like, listen, I'm not supposed, I'm not, I can't take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. This is not my, my season or my time to minister to you, lady. I'm sorry. And, and she was, she was not going to leave. She had an exceptional faith and watch this. Her faith caused Jesus to check with God, the father. Her faith caused Jesus to check with the Holy Spirit. It's like, okay, am I supposed to do something about this? And the Lord, the Father, gave Jesus, the, the Son, the green light. It's like, yeah. And so he says to, to the woman, fine, your daughter is delivered, just like that. I'm talking about, do you have faith that's going to slow God? Do you have, like the woman with the issue of blood, do you have faith that will stop God in his tracks? Do you have faith that will, that will cause God to say, wait a minute, this is different. I'm talking about great faith for uncommon blessings. This was a break from the norm. This was not what Jesus was doing on a daily basis. The, the, the Roman centurion had exceptional faith, got an uncommon blessing. This woman had exceptional faith, got an uncommon blessing. When you look at the Syrophoenician woman, unlike the Roman centurion who had a sick servant, she had a demon-possessed daughter. Doesn't matter what your situation is. One servant sick, the other daughter demon possessed. Here's my point. You may be facing something completely different this morning. It doesn't matter what you're facing. 
Whatever you, the reason why I'm teaching on the miracles is so that your faith can be ignited and increased. It doesn't matter what you're facing. Whatever you're facing, God has the power to deliver you from it. But what I love is that in the case of the Roman centurion and in the case of the Syrophoenician woman, these people had such exceptional faith that they didn't need what even the Jews needed. Remember Jairus? Jairus said, Lord, my daughter is lying at the point of death, but if you would come to my house, lay hands on my, my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. Man, he required a lot. I need you to come to my house. I need you to lay hands on my daughter. Then she shall recover. Then she shall live. The Roman centurion said, I don't need any of that. I just need you to speak the word only. And Jesus said, wow, that's uncommon. That's exceptional. And so he got an uncommon blessing. This woman says, no, I don't need you to come to my house. I don't need you to lay hands on my daughter. I don't need you to do anything. I don't need you to go anywhere. I just need you to speak a blessing. And he said, your daughter is delivered. And she took him. She took Jesus at his word. I'm saying, do you have that kind of faith? In both cases, these were people that were not supposed to get a blessing, but they got the blessing because they had the faith to get it. What I'm saying is this. What if these were people that were not raised in the church? These were people that were not from the Jewish community. These were people that were not raised under the Jewish religious traditions and customs. These were people that were not supposed to be blessed, but they got their blessing because they had uncommon faith and they experienced uncommon favor. Here's my question to you. What, what can you do? Like, what are you going to do when God calls you to do something that nobody in your family has ever done? Like when God told Isabella to start a business, one of the things she really had to get over was she kept saying, nobody in my family has a business. <laughs> she was like, babe, like, you know, I, you know how I grew up. And not, not to mention the fact that, she, that initially when God called her, when God spoke to Isabella about Inspired Solutions, it was February 27, 2015. On February 27, 2015, Isabella didn't know anything about gross profit, revenue, net income, net co nothing, margins. She didn't know anything about that. And nobody in the family had a business. And God says, this is what I want you to do. What My question for you is, what will you do when God asks you to do something that is uncommon to you, that is uncommon to your people, that is uncommon to the people that you're around? What would you do? Do you have the faith to believe God when even when it's a type of blessing that nobody expects you to walk in? Like, like nobody expected the Syrophoenician woman to get her blessing. The disciples were surprised. Nobody expected the Roman centurion to even come to Jesus. The Romans were in charge, not the Jews. He was not supposed to come to Jesus. Not only that, not only did he come to Jesus, he called them master. He called them Lord. That was uncommon. I'm saying like, what's going to happen when God tells you to do something that is uncommon? What is, what's going to happen when God tells you to go into a career field that nobody in your family has ever been down in that career field? God told, Maybe nobody in your family has ever been to college and God says, you're the one that's going to college. Uncommon. What's going to happen when God tells you to go apply for something that you're clearly unqualified for and nobody in your family even believes that you can make it uncommon. I'm saying like God will call you to do uncommon things. Listen, when, when I, when, when I left uh, the, the environment uh, of, of my family and I left the church that I was raised in, my family thought I was crazy, but I was doing what God told me to do. And I was willing at the risk of looking foolish to do something that was uncommon and exceptional and outside of the norm. I'm listening. I'm saying you have to be willing to do something that is uncommon and so that you can get the uncommon blessings come to people with uncommon faith. Put in the chat, say, I have 
uncommon faith. You can't get an uncommon blessing if you don't have uncommon faith. That's what we're talking about today. Say amen to that. And then number two, as I close this message, let me give you some things. The Lord told me to just recap the importance of understanding that God does everything by grace and we receive everything by faith. So you got to understand God's grace and our faith. Put in the chat, say, it's God's grace and it's my faith. It's God's grace and it's my faith. You got to have uncommon faith to do things even when it's outside of the norm. Listen, God will tell you to do things that you don't even know anybody that's doing it. And, and, and let me just say this and then I'll get to my second point. I remember years ago when God told me uh, to have a ministry app. I don't have it anymore because we don't need it because of the website. But, but God told me to create an app for ministry when I didn't know anybody that had an app for ministry. Then later, uh, a lot of my friends and churches started getting an app. I remember when the Lord told me to, to basically start a podcast, and I've been doing this podcast, the video version, for 13 years. And I know people that, like during the pandemic, they was like, oh, we need to jump on that. We need to do... Well, I'm saying like, I've been doing it for a long time. Why? Because I'm willing to do whatever God tells me to do, whether it's common or not. And, and I'm willing, look, in corporate America, I'm around people that a lot of them, I'm, I'm sure that they have conversations behind my back. I'm sure that they say, man, Rick be posting stuff on LinkedIn. I don't know. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know. He's a little bit different, right? Rick does stuff like uh, he's a little bit different. I'm willing to be different because I'm willing, I'm willing to do whatever God tells me to do, even at the risk of looking foolish, even if, if it looks like it's uncommon, even if it looks like it's different, even if it's a little bit untraditional. Are you, and I'm not saying you have to be that way, but you have to just do whatever God tells you to do. And you shouldn't allow the opinions of others to keep you from your breakthrough. The Syrophoenician woman was not supposed to be talking to Jesus. She did it anyway. The Roman officer was not supposed to be talking to Jesus. He did it anyway. You're going to have to go do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Say amen to that. All right. So let me talk to you a little bit about God's grace and our faith, and then I'll let you go. Everything that God does for us, he does it by grace. Say grace is unmerited is undeserved. It's the amazing grace of God. You cannot earn grace. All you do with grace, grace is a gift. All you can do with the gift is receive it. So God's grace is the grace of God. Everything God does is by grace. God's grace is based solely on his goodness, not your works. Romans 11 and 6 says, if it's by grace, then it cannot be based on works because if it were based on works, then grace would no longer be grace. So you don't work for grace you work by grace. You just receive everything that God gives you. It's the grace of God. Put it in the chat. Say, it's the grace of God. It's just it's just the grace of God, y'all. Anything that, that we experience is God's goodness. It's God's grace. It's God's favor. Don't act like it was you. It's not you. It's all about him. It's the goodness of God. It is the grace life. Why do I preach the grace life? Because I believe that it is the goodness of, of God that empowers us to do whatever we're called to do. Say amen to that. Now, God does not bless you because you're good. Religion puts the emphasis and the spotlight on you. God does not bless you because you're good. God blesses you because God is good. God is a good God who, who made plans for you from the foundations of the world, and he wants to use you, and he wants to bless you. Put in the chat, say, God wants to bless me because God is good. You got to get over the fact that it's not about you, it's about him. Now, once you get past that, now you can have faith. Your faith will tap into God's grace so that you can experience God's best but you can't get up in your feelings. Like this woman, she didn't get offended. You can't get in your feelings because if you get in your feelings and you get offended, then you're no longer in faith and God will cause you or require you to address your feelings before he will honor your faith. Ooh, God will require you to address your feelings before he will honor your faith. 
Now, let me, let me say this. As I close, if you look at the, the Syrophoenician woman and the Roman officer, in both cases, Jesus had to do something that was exceptional and uncommon, but they had uncommon faith. When you have that type of faith, God is willing to shift things around in the spirit for you. Put that in the chat. Say, God will shift things around for me. God will shift things around. God will break social norms for you. God will bypass limits for you. God will, will, will create exceptions to policies for you. Nobody with your background has ever been in that position. God will make a way. Well, I, you, don't, you don't qualify. You don't have the education. You don't have the experience. But if God wants you to have it, nothing can stop you. God will, God will rewrite policies for you. I'm talking about God will do exceptional things if you have exceptional faith. Say amen to that. Say, say, say this out loud. Say, I have faith that is uncommon. When you have uncommon faith, you will experience uncommon favor. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I hope you got something out of that. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I learned from the Syrophoenician woman. I seek to operate with a similar level of determination and exceptional faith. When faced with a challenge that I cannot overcome, I know you can, and there's nothing you can't do. So I come to you, Father, with faith that is uncommon. My heart is open to whatever you want to do in my life, even when no one in my family or my bloodline or my community has ever done it. I am willing to attempt the uncommon and do so with unwavering faith. I remove every artificial limit that has ever been placed on my limitless God. And I boldly declare that I am open to whatever you want me to be and whatever you want me to do. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button on the top right, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I'm talking about uncommon faith. You have to, you have to be willing to do something that nobody in your family, nobody in your community, nobody... You got to be willing to, to attempt stuff that people will say... Who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? That's happened to me a lot. Like, like, who does this guy think he is? Oh, uh, well, listen, don't ask me that question because I'll tell you who I am. I know who I am and I'm not willing to be anyone but that. When you know who you are, you actually get to teach people. This is a whole nother lesson, but I'll share, share this with you as I close. When you know who you are, you actually get to teach people how to treat you. Like, like, no, no, you... You put that in the chat. Say, I teach people how to treat me. No, no, I'm not going to let you get away with stuff that you that you treat. Like you, you, you're able to get away with that with other people, but I'm not going to let you get away with that with me. No, 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 because you don't know who I am. Let me educate you on who I am. Well, this is how I operate. This is who I am. And this is what I expect. 
And you know what happens when you set the expectations, when you set the table and you let people know who you are, and, and even though you're, you're uncommon in your approach, then people will respect that and people will honor you for it. And people who never, people whom you never thought will honor you will wind up honoring you because you have the audacity to be you. Let me talk to you real quick. You need the faith and the courage to be you. Don't let anybody tell you that you need to tone yourself down. You go out there today and you be you. You have uncommon faith. You will experience uncommon favor. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you live on Monday, but I will put out a message tomorrow and the next day as a replay. All right. I love you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed weekend. The best is yet to come. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.